Hey, you're listening to Data Plus Love, and this is Solo 2.1, our second solo episode of Season 2. When last we paused to talk one-on-one, it was mid-February, and uh, things have changed a lot since then. Think how many people are vaccinated now. I just got my second vaccination yesterday, and I think you can tell that my energy is pretty good today. Like, I was worried it was a 50-50% shot that I was going to feel just miserable and hungover today, but uh, it's turned out really well for me, so I'm excited to uh, be vaccinated And uh, my wife was fortunate enough to get the Johnson & Johnson shot, so she got it all over at once. But uh, things are starting to normalize in the U.S. and around the world. I know not everyone's getting vaccinations at the same rate, but I think it's something we can all look forward to. And it's a sign of hope looking forward to the future. And I'm hoping and looking forward to an in-person Tableau event or conference of some kind this fall. No amount, no announcements have been made yet, but I'm holding out hope and, uh, I'm I'm hugging any of you that will let me. So if you see me and you you need that or would like that, uh, I'm there. Okay, so I'm in. So um, you probably heard earlier this week, if you're a regular listener to the feed, that Mark Bradbourne dropped the Data Fam News season three finale, and he's left things somewhat on a cliffhanger. Is Mark coming back? Is he doing more Data Fam News? Um, is he is he done with the project? I don't know either, but it's an exciting time. Because I know Mark loves doing this, and one thing he and I both love are data ask them anythings. And we have a very exciting one coming up in the near future. Andy Cockreave, chief evangelist of Tableau, has so graciously volunteered to allow us to uh, pick his brain. So I'll post the link in the show notes for this episode, but we're looking for questions. We already have quite a few. Mark and I have about an hour booked with Andy for the beginning of next week. So uh, this is last call for questions for Andy Cotgreave. He's one of the three authors of the Big Book of Dashboards and a luminary of the industry. This is your chance to either ask him all the serious data questions you want, or you can be like Vince and ask questions that your five-year-old asks you to confound you. Either way, I'm down, so it's going to be fun no matter what. In terms of personal projects, I've released a couple lately. For a while, I was feeling like I lost my mojo, and I think everyone feels this every now and then. You're thinking about you would like to do some more creative work or personal projects, passion projects. I mean, this whole thing is a passion project, right? But I was having trouble thinking about what I wanted to do. So um, given that I was going back and listening to my audiobook of um, Factfulness by Hans Rosling, I started pulling up Gapminder, um, the website created by the Roslings, and uh, actually showing it to my wife and going through it together and just seeing how the interactivity of it was so um, illuminating for someone uh, who wasn't even sort of data literate or savvy. Like my wife's not what you'd call a data person. Uh, She she humors me. But um, she was getting really into the website and we were both learning so much about the four levels uh, that Rosling sees the world in, in terms of sort of economic progression. Rather than thinking of everything as developed or undeveloped or first or third world, which is sort of the older version of those thoughts. Thinking about the world in terms of these sort of stages. And when you look at the world that way, it really shifts uh, how you perceive things. And it's just a better informed view that allows you to make better decisions, both in in terms of how you think about the world and behave, but also, you know, in terms of where you're going to sort of dedicate your your personal resources for helping others. So I decided to do a little, um, a little viz based on that. And it's really just pulling data from Gapminder um, and expressing it my own way. It called it a shift in thinking, but expressing those four tiers and showing the difference between that and sort of the conventional thinking of developed and undeveloped. And that's pretty serious for me. I don't usually go there, but I have hit up a couple, you know, vaccination data sets in the past and that sort of thing. 
also along with a theme of Gapminder and uh, understanding the world better. But uh, I typically don't go there because I'm, I'm dealing with serious data all day long, and I'm sure you are too at your job. So I like to play, uh, which is probably what you know me for. So uh, as another project, I could not resist um, going to Wikipedia and just digging out all of this Crayola data on their crayons. So Crayola crayons, uh, everyone's used them, everyone's had them, um, have been around for over a century at this point, and colors sort of come in and out of fashion in terms of what you're going to get in your crayon box. So I found the data for these colors, and in some cases, they're kind enough to give you that hex code. In other cases on Wikipedia, they actually just have a snippet of the color. So I color matched all of these things and created a chart which shows when colors are coming into the crayon box and when they're leaving the crayon box. And it's just this wonderful, you know, sort of vivid, colorful swipe across the page, um, which is very much my kind of one chart thing. And that was a fun break, but that wasn't enough. Um, so it wasn't too long ago. I think I was on a Tableau ambassador call and they had sort of set up a little happy hour afterwards. It was in the middle of the day and just an opportunity for people to talk. And I was on this call. I think uh, the Moors were in there with me, um, several other people. And somehow, I'm not going to say somehow, it was me. Uh, the topic of the Great Molasses Flood came up, which I don't know if you've ever heard of the Great Molasses Flood. I hadn't until not too long ago, but we all sort of got sucked up into the idea. So in 1919 in Boston uh, on the North End, a uh, vat of molasses, which was roughly equivalent to like 77 backyard swimming pools, um, it erupted. Uh, they think it was probably because some hotter uh, less viscous molasses was mixed in with some cooler, higher density molasses, and it caused expansion in the tank. But either way, like rivets were flying off this thing. It sounded like machine gun fire, and it was literally an explosion when it happened. It was the force of it was so big. But um, the molasses, uh, it captured our imagination because you think of the expression slow as molasses, but apparently the wave of molasses that spread out from this area uh, reached 25 feet in places and moved at about 35 miles an hour. So I could not help but um, put together a little zine type of viz called Data Dump, which I'm working on another one of right now, called the Boston Molassacre, which is one of the uh, sort of locally kitschy names given to this event. Uh, and uh, it's fun. Go check it out. It's If you think you could get away from a wave of molasses, you might have a thing or two coming once you read that, because I was certainly illuminated. It was not uh, as cut and dry as I thought it was going to be. So I think last time we were talking, I was talking about some ways that I might be able to sort of um, get some support for the podcast because I don't want to do a Patreon. I don't want to put anything behind a paywall, but I want to get a better microphone. And I'm thinking about kicking this one down to Mark so he has better equipment as well. And, you know, we've got our monthly fees where we're covering um, our hosting and we do some uh, pay for some base uh, adjusting to the audio levels and stuff. I do a lot of that on my own, but I, I can only do so much. Um, so I started the other day a coffee.com, which is KO-FI. Uh, essentially, the idea behind it is if you like whatever the person is doing, whether they're like an artist or, you know, they create um, YouTube videos or what have you, um, you know, donate $3 or something. That's sort of the suggested uh, basic gift. And uh, you guys came through like crazy, like in the first couple hours. Like uh, I just put it out there, said, hey, if you're enjoying what we're doing, consider making a small gift. And some of you made rather big gifts. I was really shocked. And uh, I'm incredibly appreciative for all that. Um, but just know I'm not going to be uh, dropping lots of mentions of that in the middle of normal episodes. 
I might have it as a sting at the end of the episode as part of the, uh, this uh, show was produced by Zach Bowders, but don't worry. I'm not going to be spamming you with all that, this all the time. Um, I'm again, I'm never going to get rich off of podcasting. I'm never going to be profitable off of podcasting, but that's not why we do podcasting. We do podcasting because we love it. And because I love talking to you and to that end, we've had some incredible guests, uh, so far, uh, since the last time I talked to you one on one like this, we've had Jenny Gaffar, Philippos, Christina Gorgia, and I can tell you that we've got a lot more coming in the near future. So I'm excited, um, based on some of these conversations we've had with Really, I didn't know most of these people that well, with the exception of Christina. Uh, so it was really fun to sort of make new friends. And when you're doing it on the air like this, um, it's a podcast is ultimately really just a Zoom call, right? Like we're looking at each other and we're talking. And once you get past the initial awkwardness of it all, um, you're really just talking like two people and it all starts to flow organically, which is the whole idea behind this pod, right? Like I could go scripted. I could have, you know, um, a format. But I don't want to do that, at least not for the main show. Like Data Plus Love just needs to be conversations. And I'm definitely open to exploring other formats like we're doing with Data Ask Them Anything, like pulling Mark in and having him do the Data Fam news on the channel. And uh, if you've been enjoying what Mark's doing, let him know. Like, seriously, um, it, it's not, uh, it, it takes some time to do these kinds of things. So just let Mark know that you've enjoyed it. Whether or not he comes back and uh, does uh, some more Data Fam news or whether he wants to go independent and start his own channel or do whatever, like I'm in full support of whatever Mark wants to do. So uh, just let him know uh, how you've been enjoying his show as well. And it's been fun to have sort of multiple shows on this channel, making it like a little mini network. Um, so in terms of Data Plus Love, nothing's changing. We're going forward. We're still going to be dropping episodes every other Wednesday. And if anything, like as you saw with Jenny's episode, which dropped on April Fool's Day, we will do more, not less. So never expect uh, that you're not going to be getting an episode every other week. Um, because I believe if you're going to sort of dedicate yourself to doing the podcast and to uh, to talking to people, you have to sort of be be present and be there, right? It's a commitment. Like, I'm asking for you to listen. So if I'm not actually there and putting stuff out, I'm sort of taking advantage of your time and your ears. And I don't want to have to you know, take advantage of you in that way. So I appreciate all of you listening and thanks for your time, especially if these solo episodes seem indulgent, which really isn't the point of them. Just sometimes it's easier to talk to you directly than to talk to you through a guest. And also sometimes, you know, we need a little break between guests uh, because I am a type B personality, believe it or not, uh, as I talk to folks and host these things, you know, I need a little recharge between sometimes. Uh, and that's not the same thing about anybody. Because I love people. Uh, I think you probably can tell that, hopefully. I'm not a robot. Um, but yeah, I need my downtime sometimes. And, you know, I got small kids and they're all over me, man. They wear me out. But anyway, um, before we wrap up today, and hopefully I haven't talked to you off too much, I wanted to say uh, I highly recommend going out and checking out the series that Jim Denher has been doing from Zero to Zen. Um, it's really cool to sort of see people's progression and not only that, put a skill set to the journey that they have taken. There is no single path to becoming a Zen master. And if you ask me in all honesty, I would say I don't know how I became one or why I am one. Not that that's all imposter complex talking, but I think that uh, they're very intentional about trying to choose sort of a big swath of people of sort of different skill sets and sort of different schools. Like if you look at you, Becker or me, we're more of the artsy, quirky, uh, manic pixie uh, dream girl school. Uh, and then you've got people out there like Luke Stanky who are much more technically rigorous 
and are of the uh, sort of uh, you know technical school, for lack of a better word. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, make sure to check out Jim's series. He's actually going to be on the podcast soon. We were going to talk sooner rather than later, but we've had to make a couple scheduling changes, and that's not on Jim or anybody else. Sometimes uh, I mess up, and in fact, uh, this is just between you and me, listeners. I have accidentally ghosted some very high-profile people in the past, um, which is something I've been vulnerable about and told other guests of the show when I have accidentally asked them if they would be willing to be on the show at some point and then not brought it up again. Uh, so just you know, keep in mind, uh, scheduling is not my forte. I'm really good at the podcasting. If you like scheduling and would like to be a scheduler for a podcaster for absolutely nothing, I would love to hear from you. But having said that, um, again, thank you for listening. Thank you for bearing with my rambling. And uh, if you are interested in sort of pitching into the show at all, I never uh, expect you to, to pay anything for anything I'll put out there. Nothing will ever be behind a paywall. If anything, uh, I only, uh, I don't want to segregate the audience. I really uh, see how some communities do that. And I listen to a lot of podcasts and they have um, GoFundMes and gosh, all the other types of uh, fundraising applications. And it always sort of creates uh, a super fan class and then a like really casual listener class. And I don't want to do that. I just want everyone to be of the same ilk. So if, you, if you're feeling what we're putting out or you hear an episode and you particularly like it, go on ko-fi slash D-A-T-A-P-L-U-S-L-O-V-E and like just uh, throw $3 our way. If if not, and you don't, you don't have the money or don't feel like it, that's 100% fine. I don't expect anyone to give anything. I also uh, just dropped today. I have a limited set of uh, promotional swag, which is all custom. So it is a 3-2-1 bundle. There's only 10 of them right now. But it contains three clear-backed uh, white drag-and-drop stickers, which are perfect for laptops. Two uh, lanyard pins, inch and a half in size. So they're like the bigger conference pins, not the three inch ones, not the comically large pins, but the ones just a little bigger than Tableau's default ones. And a uh, a three inch by three inch uh, black drag and drop magnet, which would look great on your refrigerator or, you know, if you have some big flat metal surface that is just begging to uh, look like it is straight out of an 80s metal video. But anyway, I'm not going to uh, hector that point anymore. I appreciate you listening. Thank you for uh, being here and listening. And uh, clearly I've joined off. Maybe the shot is affecting more, more than I realized. Like, or maybe I'm just not meant to talk for 15 minutes continuously at one time. It happened to me on a conference call the other day. I was presenting and uh, I was talking and talking and talking and I was getting no feedback at all. And then about four minutes in, I realized that the other person's connection had dropped and they had lost the call completely. So yeah, um, it's kind of like that right now, not getting any live feedback. Maybe solo episodes aren't my greatest strength, but it was great talking to you. Have a great week. We'll be back in two weeks with a guest episode. And probably before that, we will have our data ATA with Andy Cockreave, me and Mark. So I'll talk to you then. Data Plus Love is recorded and produced by Zach Bowders. Our music track is We Are Legends by Alex Stoner. Hey, you're still here? Um, you're probably waiting for like the next podcast uh, to kick in, probably something better. Um, thanks for hanging on. Anyway, if you're picking up what we're putting down, uh, consider buying us a cup of coffee. 
on ko-fi.com slash d-a-t-a-p-l-u-s-l-o-v-e. Um, just, you know, drop $3 in our tip bucket. It helps us buy better equipment. It helps us uh, pay for razor blades to keep me from looking like a wolf man. And it keeps uh, Mark's head looking so shiny and beautiful. Anyway, thanks for listening. We'll never put anything behind a paywall. And thanks for your patronage. Have a great day.